So here's the thing. Since you guys aren't seeing this, I'll also tell you. The fun thing about hanging out with Steven is that I'm facing a wall of cuteness. <laughs> he has this wall just of photos of him, mostly with one woman, but also with Santa and with uh, Tigger and Pooh. And Could you please help me identify that woman? <laughs> 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 she said all these pictures we have so many happy memories i have no idea who it is she's not there when i take the photo it's not until i get in the back and i see her Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about movies we watched as kids but maybe overappreciated. Always have been. Always will be. Um, actually, if you're just joining us for the first time, we are uh, a podcast that used to be mostly about bad books and movies, but then since the 2016 election, we decided to try to be happier, so now we're doing mostly good things, mostly movies. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. I'm currently recording in our Washington studios in the hip part of Seattle, finishing week two of the grueling Seattle International Comedy Competition. Um, and we have an, I, have, I have with me a lights out all star panel today. Uh, one of my co co hosts. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Port Two on Twitter, PT Two on Twitter. Yeah, in Portland, Oregon, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Uh, excited to be here uh, for this very fun podcast. Hey, a little bit too podcast, you ask me. <laughs> uh, also joining us today. Uh, the other half of our co-co-host team, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Hey guys, I'm the blue one, and that's the end of my character traits. <laughs> you used to be a leader, but I feel like your leadership abilities have flagged in recent updates. I have two weapon thingies. Some of them only have one. It's true. I mean, do you, and how many times did you use your weapons in this whole movie? Zero times. <laughs> Well, the important thing is to have them, because like better to have them and right. like and not use it's them. Better yeah. to have it's dual like swords and not use them. Uh, our third guest today, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's super guest Sarah Hathaway. The rat's the cleanest one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun it's fact me, about rats: your they mom. are cleaner than dogs. <laughs> oh man, April had such a raw deal in this whole. Uh, movie slash series, I yeah, guess. Slash, yeah, slash. slash property. I mean, I can get into why April is problematic, but I mean, this this movie does her no favors. Yeah, like, yeah, for example, this, this... that since the last movie, she was murdered and replaced in her life by a completely different person. Yeah, whole and, new person. Uh, and they never even talk. No one's investigating that at all. Well, I mean... Well, she'd be yeah, going exactly. to do it, right? So... <laughs> As the only reporter yeah. in New York. She's got some ooze to look after. Yeah, she's an, an anchor woman, and she's the reporter on the scene, and she's it's too low level to be either of those things. What if that's... Her boss? What if that's what happened? Like, she's like, you know, these fucking turtles take me for granted. I bet they wouldn't even notice if I just switched lives with somebody else. <laughs> and, and she was right. Yeah, and now and she her and Casey Jones are on the run. Uh... Oh, yeah, Casey Jones, who had a bye this week. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't even appear in the movie at all. Uh, no one's best, investigating right? either of those massive disappearances. Anyway, let me just to finish out the panel today. We're doing a super host, a uh, almost almost too many hosts, you might say. Um, also in our Seattle studios, which are technically uh, his dining room. Uh, he's at Carter Street 42 on Twitter, on Twitter. It's Mr. Stephen Carter. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, I love being a turtle. <laughs> I don't think you ever said that before. I'd say no, that, that constantly. It's his hatch phrase. I, yeah. I, it's only 
only this time been relevant. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense once. 417 episodes into this podcast, <laughs> we finally understood why you've been saying that. Yeah, it's actually I, can we play that super that super clip uh, that you've put together of all the other times <laughs> that Stephen said, "Man, I love being a turtle." Yeah. We'll, we'll roll that clip. Man, yeah, I guess I can make. I love that. being a turtle. <laughs> Man, I love being a turtle. Man, I love being a turtle. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love being a turtle. You know, this might be the first time I've said this, but I love being a turtle. I sure do love being a turtle. I love being a turtle. Welcome back to episode one of the podcast. I'm here with Stephen Carter. I love being a turtle. Wow. That was easier to put together than I was expecting. Wow. You really you really said it all those times, man. Yeah. Yeah. And your I voice sure aged so well. <laughs> Uh, so this is, is episode number 417 of the podcast. That is true. We have now done as many episodes as the number of areas managed and protected by the U.S. National Park Service. Wow, still? Wait, wait, including Area 51? Uh, allegedly. Hmm. I don't know. Well, there's 59 official national parks. Uh, but as you know, every other park that they manage always claims to be a national park. And the resume is the way, you know, even if they're technically only a national park. Oh, yeah, it's like the uh, like professional Excel type thing. Exactly. Yeah, this is an easy... Or uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year 22 or whatever that is. Oh, uh, six. Yeah, 26. Yeah. Um, so, uh, fun fact, uh, that number includes... Uh, those those national parks include the highest and lowest points in the United States. Uh, Mount McKinley, obviously, is the highest. And the lowest point is those hats. Am I right? What? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man, man, I'm sorry. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I just accidentally high-fived Alex after he said that. And... <laughs> I'm really uh, sorry. Take it was back. before I didn't I didn't fully understand the joke and I was caught off guard. It's weird to have him in your living room. Like it's just it's uh, it's weird when he's in your space and Steven, I'm sorry. Steven, this is the go. banality of evil right here. So. <laughs> I was so proud of the construction of that joke. Highest and lowest <laughs> points, right? Yeah. And yeah. then I didn't bother to totally finish it. Is okay. what happened. In case you're well, curious. As long as you explain that you're also, I don't appreciate that's not the best way to do it. I, I, yeah, I stand by that. I also, I just really like that setup, but so much so that I actually did some, I was doing some research on America's worst national parks. I just Googled mm-hmm. that, and I'm sure you guys will be shocked to find out. Foxnews.com had an article called America's Worst National Parks. And Which it is, the- it, it is a great read. I highly recommend it. Uh, the worst one is. Congregee National Park, which is in uh, South Carolina, I believe. And uh, according to the website, is a small boardwalk through a swamp so you can stare at some trees. <laughs> Ugh, trees. Who great. needs them? More yeah. oil. Yeah. More oil. <laughs> it was This whole article is so on brand. Um, uh, the, they, their criticism for the gates of the Arctic National Park in Alaska was, more like the gates of hell, no roads to reach the park. Oh, my God. I, this is wait, I'm wait, like wait, wait, wait. So is that what they think the problem is with with hell? Is that like there's not enough like good transit options? I thought it was well not the problem with, hell. with good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, exactly, that's a good point. So literally, yeah. that you have you have undermined their whole argument. Uh, wow. It, this article really is a delightful read as a parody of itself. My favorite one is that they referred to the Badlands as a half-assed Grand Canyon. Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> Badlands, more like. Really bad lands. They did ah. no. They did make that joke. They were like bad as in don't go. <laughs> they also referred to prairie dogs as fat dirt squirrels, which is oh, pretty that's, solid. That's yeah. I, I'm yeah. back on their side. That is true. But as a compliment, how I would say it, because they're cute fat and I like the idea. Fat dirt squirrels. 
Um, anyway, speaking of American treasures, this week we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. This was the long-awaited sequel to the 1990 live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came a full year after the other one was released. How did they do that? <laughs> it's almost like they didn't put a ton of time and effort uh, into it. I mean, it. it's easy when you didn't have to do anything in CG, right? So, like... Yeah, just reusing the same puppets, basically. Yeah, pull the puppets off the shelf. Most of that time was actually just making the new creatures at Henson's Creature Shop. Yeah, most of that... Also, this movie most of that is the movie that like... killed Jim Henson, so maybe it was <laughs> that they put too much work into the creatures in too short of a time. Jim Henson just finished that fucking splinter puppet and was like, my masterpiece. <laughs> I, can, I can leave now. Because uh, it, it couldn't be that uh, giant snapping turtle that he put all his effort into. That That was a it, dope turtle. That had some it was spikes really, on it. it was very scary. I have some thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. So why are we watching this movie, you might ask yourselves. It, it came out in 91. Why are we just getting around to it? It's because it's Podcrawl. Happy Podcrawl, everybody. Happy Podcrawl. I didn't get you anything. Well, you're here. All I wanted okay, for Podcrawl was thing. you. Aww. It's like... The truth Podcrawl spirit. It is. So Podcrawl is the... Uh, this is the climax of uh, of Crossovember. Uh, this is our fifth year, I think, doing uh, doing a pod crawl. So we've teamed up with two other podcasts who are helping us review a trilogy. It's the laziest way to crossover. They're just reviewing them independently, but around the same time. So if you want to hear three different takes on the Tangent Internal series, you can go to podcrawl.space right now, and you can hear episode one, which is the original TMNT reviewed by TBTL, uh, the Luke, Luke Burbank's wow, podcast. Yeah, I know. Too Beautiful to Live uh, is, is a daily podcast that joined us last year. This is our second pod crawl. And they watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and then uh, on November 25th, I believe, is when Flophouse will be uh, unveiling the third episode about uh, Turtles in Time, which I was... There was I some fighting over who got to watch one. Turtles in Time. I mixed these up. Fun fact. I, I started watching this one thinking it was Turtles in Time. So this whole movie, you were like, when are they going to be cow turtles? Can't wait for this time. Yeah, you know, it was like, it, about half an hour in, I was like, oh, oh, they're not going anywhere. Technically, they are turtles in time and yeah. space. And True. did you say it's just this... cow turtles? Because they don't, they don't time travel to the Wild West. Oh, they don't? Man, I don't no. remember. No, they, they become they go to samurai. Japan. They go to feudal Japan. Yeah. Uh, Guys, this is the best. We 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 got lucky. The, it, this one is the yeah, best. This is the Empire Strikes Back of the series. It is one hundred percent. It it is legitimately a, a good movie. Okay, there I said it. Interesting. Well, so, so you want to hear uh, hot takes like that from other shows? Go to podcast.space. <laughs> you can hear the whole thing. Um, before we actually get, uh, we do need man. Uh, I want to hear your opinions, but first, let's summarize this movie in case people haven't seen it uh, yeah. in the last sixteen years. So all all. Th- Four of our cool uh, po- uh, guests and hosts today, please jump in and make corrections as I try to do this as best as I can. So, ni- the year is 1991. It's a year after four giant talking turtles who learned how to fight saved New York from a criminal gang known as the Foot Clan and their leader, Shredder, who fell into a garbage truck and was certainly killed. The yeah, turtles fatal and their leader. garbage oh. truck. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not just the garbage truck. It's the fact that, like... Uh, Casey Jones takes glee in activating the crusher in the Gova's truck at the end of Teenage Mutant. Uh, that's true. That's why we had to disappear Casey Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the murderer, murderer of the group. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually on the lamb. It's like uh, uh, the Godfather. They had to send him back to his homeland to avoid the murder rap. 
That makes sense. But yeah, it's it's been a year since the events of the first one, and finally, pizza is very popular in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've done it. Well, so the turtles and their giant le- their leader, a, a talking sewer rat named Splinter, are living with local news reporter April O'Neil in her apartment, who, as I mentioned, was kidnapped, murdered, and replaced by another woman who looks nothing like her in the last year, but somehow has the same memories. Uh, that plot line is not explored, as uh, is the missing uh, Casey Jones. But what is explored is that April has uncovered a classic 90s villain who's been pouring toxic sludge into the dirt near the river for no apparent financial reasons. That well, sludge, I mean, you know, what? it's fun. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, that's why I said not financial. There's clearly emotional reasons. Well, I, I think there's been some studies on that people who are happier at work, they actually make more money over the, their career. <laughs> So. Okay, sure. So, so this evil organization has been pouring toxic sludge into the riverbank for morale. Yes, and that and that is honestly the investment you put into your people. They are your first and most yeah. important resource. Okay, so it's true. It's true. I mean, like, you know how hard it is to actually to replace, like, to find people like you know uh, who are disgruntled uh, to replace them. Like it it's is, true. it's incredible. Like so, really, training guys, costs are high. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And morale. Anyway, so onboarding. Yeah. yeah. So well worth it. They were they were soundly sagely dumping the sludge. Continue, Alex. And like you laugh now, but when they're fucking rolling in the giant sun daisy money in a few years, they're gonna look like a real asshole. Sure, that's true. I I mean I usually do feel like a real asshole anyway. So, um, anyway, they uh the sludge has been let's say oozing into the uh out of its containers and into the dirt, and it yes, turns secretly. out that that. Yeah, <laughs> that secret ooze uh, was not just any chemical byproduct waste. It was uh, a magical substance that transforms turtles into wisecracking superheroes right before our very eyes. Um, instead of causing, like, I don't know, cancer clusters or something, it makes animals badass. Alex, it can do both. Yeah. Very, oh, man. They're very sick teenagers. Oh, man. <laughs> Really... That's why they're eating all of the pizza. Is yeah. that like it has the one compound they need to stay oh. alive? Yeah. Huh. That's why. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> why Donatello's so into science? He's trying to find a cure. You know. <laughs> I I hope he does because uh, that's a sad story. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it, but it does turn it turns them sick but badass, and uh, it turns out that so the turtles learn about their history is that that's where it came from, um, but also uh, through some. Clever infiltrating of the uh, TV business. Uh, Shredder finds out about this, and uh, oh yeah, Shredder's back because uh, he's not dead. So anyway, uh, it turns out the garbage compactor just uh, scratched his face. So so anyway, Shredder finds out and decides to make two anti turtles. Uh, he makes Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh wait, sorry, this just in. Shredder couldn't get the rights to those names, so instead he creates Toka and Razor. Well, he, they he, couldn't really decide how they want to pronounce those names also. Yeah, that was really, really frustrating. Man. Razor, Razor, mm-hmm. Taka, Toka, oh. Taco. Taco I, Truck tokes. and Razor Skates are the names <laughs> of these two villains. Yes. This is so they create, so they turn a wolf and a snapping turtle, which, of course, are the evil twins of turtles. So that's well, why they snap. I mean, to be fair, um, it was the two most vicious animals they could find. It was a baby wolf and a snapping turtle. Yeah, Alli- yeah. Alligator snapping turtle. All right, so like that's a specific kind of snapping turtle. That's pretty. Got- Too bad he couldn't have found a uh, fat dirt squirrel because I'd love to see that all big. 
Or what about like a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a gun, and now it has weird muscles and a face. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, very it's a super gun, a strong gun. That would have worked yeah. better. It does. The, the logic of the ooze is a little iffy because, like, when Shredder has it, his clothes definitely do grow. His clothes get bigger. Oh, yeah. It turns his his shoulder pads into super shoulder it pads. Has metalworking capabilities. It <laughs> very powerful. Um. So he makes Taco Truck and Razor Scooter, and they he unleashes them on New York, and they they're babies, but then that doesn't matter. Um, but then he lets them on the street, and they knock over up to six telephone poles, causing hundreds of dollars in damage. In, in, in nineteen ninety one dollars, though. Sure, sure, true. Back when, you know. So dozens of dollars. Yeah, into, uh, <laughs> two hundreds of dollars. Uh, they, uh, do this. You guys can be like, huh? Wow, that's that's a little bit more than I thought. Yeah, it's slightly more than I originally was saying. So they, but the turtles are afraid. The good turtles are afraid of this continued phone outages if the two are allowed to keep rampaging. So they agree to a climactic battle against the beasts in a construction site uh, surrounded by Foot Clan members, where they're surely not going to get jumped. Um, but they're clever turtles, right? So they sort of kidnap a scientist and te- make ha- have him make an anti ooze, and then make that into a donut. And then they feed the donuts to Taco Truck and Razor Scooter because they are not very smart. And then they fight, and as they're fighting, they burp, which is a problem. And then uh, the fight tumbles into a nearby nightclub where, get this, Vanilla Ice is performing. I was not expecting that, but maybe I should. Yeah, that surprised me. Hell yeah. I have Uh, some very specific thoughts on that scene. Yeah, you do. I'm assuming mostly positive. No. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I like choreographed dance, and I like uh, people in suits, and I like people uh, pretending to be improvising when they're actually just doing a rap they wrote ahead of time. Uh, That's not my issue. He came up with that. (laughs) Sarah, what's what's your issue? issue? Um, So I've been to a lot of concerts. Yeah, you have. Never in my life has a fight broken out near me in the crowd at a uh-huh. concert and i've thought what a fun part of the concert Wait. let alone yeah, yeah. so i'm with you so far you know if there's people in the fight people in the fight who aren't even people they're giant mutant monsters punching each other like my first impulse would not be mm. what a fun multimedia experience at this concert Okay, okay, but, I mean, but two two things. That's One, why you have to like look to the Otis and follow his lead, right? Oh, you know yeah. right, if you're right, seeing yeah. you two in a fight of super mutants break out, you're gonna see what Bono does first. You know what I mean? And if Bono was like, Wait, wait, guys, let's see where this goes yeah. and then he thinks to himself and comes up with a brilliant ninja rap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe also the other point is that what if those those giant mutants who are fighting look like Large rubber suits created by Jim Henson, because then it seems more fun. Yeah, true. I, 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 I mean, it is New York. If there's two Muppets fighting, didn't I'll they, watch that. Even at the like, didn't wasn't one of the first reactions were like, oh, like they're yeah, cool they're costumes. Costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a nice in universe. Which is weird because to... it's like we're supposed to believe these aren't costumes; they're real turtles. But then the people who see them in the world are like, obviously, those are costumes. So. But then sometimes Real. they're scared of them and they acknowledge them as sentient beings. So, I don't know. All I'm saying also, is... Also, Sarah, have like you ever it. been to a Vanilla Ice concert? Because maybe those are different. No, that's true. I haven't. I guess that's probably... And you have you not know, lived. I, yeah. So sometime during the Vanilla Ice concert where he's singing his second of two hits, um, the anti-use takes effect and turns the bad creatures back into normal animals. 
and then everybody dances as if they have practiced this uh, improvised dance number a lot. And uh, I think it's pretty great. And then um, Shredder drinks some ooze, and it causes his costume to get bigger. Uh, and that's the movie. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. I think that covers it. Um, I did not remember Vanilla Ice being there. That was probably the biggest surprise for me. But we're not really? talking about surprises because at this point in the show, it's time for a compliment. So we have to start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the Compliment Sandwich. It's been here since 417 episodes ago. Anthony, I'm going to make you go first. What's your major compliment and the first nice thing you're going to say uh, about TMNT 2? You know, I haven't seen this movie since I was very, very young. Uh, and my yeah. favorite thing re-watching it, I loved how like comically evil but never brought up it is the scientist in this movie is like he he's this like kind of bumbling british scientist who seems well-intentioned but he's like oh no you're gonna force me to do science against my will shredder okay let's see what i can get up to like he's (laughs) he's really against doing everything and then he's just like but I'm, I'm secretly not. I actually really love doing this fucked up science. Uh, and I really like that quality about him. Uh, I love that just like, oh, no, you, you have to make me do it. Okay, let's have some fun. You know? Uh, well, you, uh, you twisted my arm about it. Here's some science. Yeah, and I just, I, I mean, okay, his idea of like disposing of this like secret ooze is putting it in this weird machine that like just oh, dumps man, it down the drain. Oh, man, I talk about drain. that machine for days. Me like, too. He just pits it in. But it's like 200 miles of clear piping (laughs) around the room to send the use from a canister into the drain. Yeah, it just... And then he has to type the word disposed into a database. Yeah, it just straight up takes it to, like, an elementary school. That's all that hose does. It just takes it to, like, the worst place. But so let's... Okay, but, but think about it this way. Maybe instead of being kidnapped, he just thought of it as Shredder has given him a grant... Yeah, basically that's what to I'm saying. To investigate the effects of this goo on some small creatures. This, this has been the, like a fun this, thing this, if you're a scientist. The most well-funded kidnapping I've ever been a part of. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that was a compliment from you, uh, Sarah. Why don't you go next? So, uh, watching this movie, I was doing some light interneting around uh, at the end. Uh, of sure, because it's one of those really engaging movies. Yes. And at the end of the movie, when Shredder becomes Super Shredder, he is played by Kevin Nash. Yeah, he is. Yes. A.K.A. Tarzan from Magic Mike. A.K.A. a lot of other things. But how I prefer to think of him as as Tarzan from Magic Mike. Um, So I had a nice moment where I thought about how he didn't dance in Magic Mike, but he posed and painted that glitter portrait of that lady. (laughs) And that was nice. It was a nice memory. Oh, man. Uh... If, if they do another Magic Mike, can we do a pod crawl on Magic With, Mike? Uh, only if, if I can want... be there, I would say. Yeah. Okay, we'll put that on the list for next year. Um, wait, wait till they make another Magic Mike, and then then we'll see the how many mics show. we get. Wait, or we'll if there's have another... to oh, yeah, that's what we have to do. <laughs> sure. Okay, now I'm in. I had originally read that when I saw that on the web, not as Kevin Nash, but as Kevin Clash. Yes. The so guy who played Elmo? Well, Kevin no. Clash. Kevin. There's another Kevin in this movie, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Clash is Oh, uh, Kevin, okay, 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 okay. So for some reason I thought Kevin Clash see, as Splinter was also Super Shredder. No. Um <laughs> I see. That's, a, that's yes. the wrong Kevin, Kevin yeah, Nash. Yeah. Kevin Nash, aka Big Sexy, aka Diesel, aka founding member of NWO. I just wanted to oh. say a bunch of names I knew for the guy as well. A, a lot of wrestling <laughs> things. A lot of yeah, wrestling I get it. things, yeah. Oh yeah, you also probably liked the moment where the turtle quipped, 
what is this? Uh, wrestling? WrestleMania? That's what it was. What is this? WrestleMania? When the when the wolf came out? <laughs> Alex, that's a good guy. <laughs> it was just like uh, some of the some of the quips were just really phoned in. Anyway, um, uh, Stephen Kamelin. Uh Well, I've said it before, and I say it again. <laughs> Man, I love being a turtle. <laughs> uh, Play that super. super, super <laughs> it's uh, going to sound very similar. Well, here's it's... another thing I've said before, and I'll say again and again, which is I love user interface yes. design. And I uh, it back at that scene where he's disposing of all the ooze. I just love that computer that was cataloging yes. uh, everything. But what I especially love is the security system and the design where uh, they're trying to, uh, I don't know, do some tech stuff on it to like figure out the location of like the last vial of ooze. And they enter in the wrong thing, and it scrambles the screen yeah. and then powers down, which is just such a brilliant way of informing your user that they've done something wrong. <laughs> Incorrect <laughs> password, and the system melts down. Yeah. You get one shot at that password. I think that's brilliant. That's yeah, you had so, it coming. Uh, exact same thing that happened my... when Ed Snowden left the NSA, actually. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, just scrambled everything and nobody could get in for a year. Very Oh man. That is I I I was really I thought you were gonna talk about the computers in the background too, because at that part at that place there's just thousands of lights and switches in the system in the background and then the only function of as far as I can tell that whole pipe system is there's a place you put ooze and then it pours it in the drain. Right. But there's just so many sensors involved in that process. But that is such a good point that if you get like if my phone every time like my fingerprint wasn't in the perfect right place, just it melted the operating system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be such a bummer. <laughs> you have to do a hard reset each time. Oh man. Uh my major compliment is for so a long subplot of this movie is that they are in this apartment, but they need to find new digs because they got kicked out of their old sewer home when the Foot Clan found them in the first movie, and so they need to find a new part of the sewer to live in. Eventually, they're walking around the sewer, they fall through a hole, and they land in this beautiful underground palace that they then take over and make their home. And obviously, you guys immediately recognized it uh, as being modeled after the actual City Hall station under City Hall in New York that was closed in 1945, but still exists and is beautiful. Um, and it looks a lot like that. Although the the differences in the movie, there aren't trains whizzing through it because that actually does happen. The six line turns around in the City Hall station in New York. But anyway, it's just this beautiful uh, 1900 uh, uh, subway station that is abandoned but still really amazing looking in New York. And you can take... Um, Apparently, you could take tours of it, which I've always wanted to do. It's just very cool. It's got uh, Romanesque revival architecture and these beautiful tile arches, and it's very cool. It's genuinely very cool, and as a as a real thing, but also in the movie, it's like a of all their hangouts, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I I'm disappointed. This is not a great joke. Didn't... This is a thing that I really like, and I'm just too excited yeah. for this to be hilarious. Alex, yeah. Cool stuff was cool. <laughs> it's, it's a shame they didn't show the scene when the turtles killed all the hobos who were already living down there to move them in. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's the weird thing about the sewer suggesting it's uninhabited because obviously there's all those uh, chuds living down there. Uh, yeah, Bud's, Bud? Bud the Chud, that's where he's from. That's a good chud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the top three chuds. I'd Name say. a bad chud. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Judd yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you say Judd the Chud is a dud? 
<laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on Dud the Chud. Right. That was a terrible compliment, but I really love that subway station. Ezra, close us out. What's your major compliment? Yeah. Uh, the really nice thing about practical effects is they don't really get any worse That's as so they age. That's true. <laughs> what a good point. Uh, so, like, it's sort of like, it's kind of like if you, like, like if you shave your head, like, because you know you're, like, you know, you're going bald, like, you just, you're locked into that look, and, like, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get yeah, worse you're either. Just, <laughs> you're just rounding down from the beginning. Yeah. And, like, sooner or later, it's, like, your average is going to be like, oh, yeah, it's not, not bad considering I mean, I it's thought, less old. I thought right? they so, looked, like, the puppets look pretty good in this. I love it. They I think their, their mouths freak yeah. me out a little bit. No, I'm down. Um, but, the, but Splinter's mouth is great. And um, Taco Truck and Razor Scooter uh, are both uh, pretty limited in their vocabulary, so they're pretty good with mouths. They're, yeah, they're, I love the rubber suits. I think they're so fun. Yeah, I, I want I want more superheroes that are just this. Like, I think I think that I, all the problems that DC is having right now, they would be a lot better if Batman and Superman were just rubber suits. <laughs> we're like, you mean <laughs> wait, you mean people? Affleck. Like, the, you're gonna replace the people with rubber suits? Like a like yes. a comically larger version of a human. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like clearly a just, human, but yeah, it's like uh, pasty rubber. <laughs> Like on Cali, Canny Valley, all the way. Yeah, yeah just, just badly. Yeah, just shoot. Yeah, no, just, uh, Justice League entirely works. with real dolls is basically what you're <laughs> suggesting. <laughs> you know what? It's sort of like like he was like not worse. Like you could just round down to yeah, that. Yeah. It's not worse. I would be more likely to go see that movie in theaters for sure. That's true. I would definitely see it. And if he did it now, like if you did it something with me, like the way Star Wars does it, where it would be like practical effects with tiny digital touch-ups and like improving little pieces of it mm-hmm. they like like for splinter especially you could do some slight modifications it would look just amazing but if yeah. you if you did this movie now like they would just well i mean obviously they are the cg versions but you would just do humans for the humans and cg for them and it would just look stupid and it would get worse every year because we'd get better at cg and yeah, these are well, staying the same the michael bay teenage mutant ninja turtles oh god those is are a, so uh, bad living nightmare that's yeah, it's yeah. So that's awful. what it looks like when you do it the other way those like cg 45 year old men looking totals he has in those oh movies. it's like yeah, motion too, capture like, johnny yeah. knoxville yeah oh, oh they're awful really bad i I, Man, I I like the suits a lot. I've always wanted to see someone do the totals the way they did the the wild things and where the wild things are. Oh with yeah, like, oh, yeah. like big physical just, just hairy. No, but they were Boys physical suits yeah. with CG faces on them. Yeah, uh, it's a really cool effect that works really well in that movie. I loved the look of that movie. I loved everything about that movie. I thought that was so good. That movie was yeah. way too sad, man. I thought it was just yeah. the right amount of sad. Way too sad for me. You you like more sad than <laughs> I, I mean. Do, it depends then. on the movie. If it's a sad movie, yeah. Like, what do you? I mean, <laughs> good good night, moon. Yeah, may have, make that a baller. <laughs> just, just just just. I want to be weeping the whole where time. The wild things are. The That's... book has got a deep underlying darkness behind it. They're wild no, things. I know. I've I've as someone who's just read this <laughs> over a hundred times in the last year. <laughs> That is only one of the very many reason, readings you can go, go uh, into it. Yeah, okay. So that's some of the other readings yeah. you can do. Play that super well, cut. Yeah. <laughs> so one, it's just, I mean, like, uh, like the moon changes. I don't know what it means. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's not so much a reading as like you've the, given the, up. 
<laughs> no, well, it's a starting point for okay. discussion. Like, Are there subreddits? Well, yeah, because his lie. porridge is still hot, right? When he gets back. What oh, the fuck point. is up with that? Yeah, but like, I, like, basically, <laughs> yeah, it, it's still hot. But like, over three I'm weeks just, have gone by. Basically, I'm basically just saying, you guys are you guys are doing a great job of raising questions. That movie at least came up with some answers, even if you don't like the answers. I I like the movie, but I remember leaving thinking it was emotional terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's why funny. Why won't you just say the word emotional terrorism? <laughs> Call it what it is. It's, yeah. it's funny that we're talking that much about that movie because there are a lot of things to unpack about that movie, whereas Secret of the Ooze is, shall we say, light. It's pre-unpacked. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote my well, only I, note, my, literally the only note I took on this movie is, there's no plot. Yeah, it's very, it's very brief. And you know what? To its credit, I have never left a 90-minute movie angry about how long it was. True. It's I've, I've never this, wanted to be longer. I think this is a perfect kids movie. It's, it's so nice. It's so perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think the main thing that's different from when I watched it as a kid is that I am no longer a kid. I think that's on me, not on the movie. I mean, there is something to be said about, like, the wild like tonal shift between the first movie and the second movie like yeah so talk about that well, like the first movie i i i have a, i really love the first teenage mutant total movies uh and a big part of that is because it, it like it plays its premise incredibly earnestly like it it takes yeah. like yes these totals exist deal with it like um yeah it, it's not mad about making excuses it's not like you know like it's actual action scenes. There's a real, like, like pathos in that first movie. The second one is, like, I remember even as a kid seeing this one and being like, wait, they're just going to do bits instead of martial arts now? Is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, like, so, very much what this movie is, you know? Yeah, apparently they, they got a lot of flack for the first movie being too dark and too violent, and so they really tried to nerf it in this one. So, like... That's why I mentioned the swords thing is that they don't use their weapons yeah. at all in this movie, except that Johnny is constantly chalking up like a pool cue his uh, staff. But everything else, they don't use their weapons because it was too violent. So instead, they just punch people, yeah. which is actually hilarious to me. Just a, 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 a turtle with two swords constantly solving problems in fights without using the swords. And it's not like in I the think first so movie, fucking Leonardo, Deca- Leonardo was like decapitating people, Decap- like slicing them in half. <laughs> Leonardo, Leonardo decapitated. decapitated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, shut down the podcast. Good to talk to you guys. <laughs> but like, your brain did a much better joke than you were going yeah, I, to. Um, but you know, like you know what I mean. Like the, I, it's weird. Like he just, they just had them in the first movie. Yeah. It's not like he's impaling people everywhere. You know. No, I thought it was funny in the first movie, but it's even weirder here. But also, like the, it's it's only fair that their weapons are nerfed because all of New York is nerfed. Like. Yeah. In 1991, the crime wave was not guys with bug eye masks running around stealing things from malls. Like it was, like there's no crime in the city except for lighthearted theft. Yeah, and you have and, the and turtles then, to so thank the for that. Is, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. the whole world's nerfed. It's great. There, are, there, uh, and also I hear there are moments in here that are legitimately funny, even even today. Like uh, I can think of one, the Ralph Nader uh, joke. Mm. That that's that's a good joke. Children do the, love Ralph Nader. Wait, I, I missed the joke. What was it? Uh, it was when they were they were captured in a net, and so one of them was talking about the quality of the net, and the other was like, "Oh yeah, I'll drop a line to Ralph Nader." The joke being, it's an appropriate time to do that, and that's a great, uh, yeah. great reference. Yeah. Another good moment was uh, when when the Toko and Razor are expected to say uh, "master" to 
Shredder and they say mama. Yeah. That's a great reveal. A good good, good comic timing on that. Yeah. Also, uh, when they're like, yeah, it's quiet. And then someone says, yeah, a little too quiet. Yeah, and then yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. later, it's like, hey, it's it's Raph. And then it's, yeah, a little too Raph. That's just like a solid yeah. banter moment. Yeah, that's the one I underlined. That is an A++ joke. That, yeah. that joke legitimately cracked me up. So, it was my minor compliment, so now I have to think of something oh, else. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm sorry. But you, yeah, that joke, that joke is killer. And they it, they set it up. It was like four times where he said a little too something before Raph. And it was excellent. That was a great joke. The other jokes, the Nader one I thought was a little phoned in, but then I, it's hard yeah. to imagine what it was like at the time when there was actually a yeah. Ralph Nader. Super fresh at the time, I think. I, I Maybe. No yeah. I don't know. I was Literally barely alive. I mean, it is weird being like, I prefer the Turtles movie that has Ralph unconscious, almost dead in a bathtub for like a whole act. But like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it is just like, that's just where I fall on the line. Like, that's, that's what I that's want. That, I want that real shit. You know, I want that. So you're saying the you're saying the first Teenage Mutant Turtles is uh, the Empire Strikes Back of this series. Yes. The, the super dark of the turn. Jedi. Yeah, this and, is the, uh, definitely yeah. Jedi. The third one this is, is the Christmas special. <laughs> uh that is that is fair yeah it's and it's true that even though i like this movie the the last like 15 like as soon as they break through into that nightclub it's like okay there was this <laughs> is this the, the, the like plan b ending <laughs> Did so, this this wasn't what was originally drafted was it's it so silly that, that feels bizarre. like a record producer is also a producer on this movie and was like saw synergy that he had to have yeah and they redid the ending mm. for just that. I mean, it's you it's weird. I never, I've never realized this till this watching. But like, does uh, Shredder uh, essentially takes himself out in the end? Like the turtles, yeah. are completely, mm-hmm. yeah. They don't do anything but watch Shredder kill himself at the end, right? Well, I think he he assumes it's like way. a murder suicide. He's taking the turtles out and himself. So just but, to set the scene, if you haven't seen the movie in a while, is they're on a. Uh, dock under this nightclub is like on the dock and they're under it where there's all these pillars holding it up over the river and he just starts punching pillars knowing full well it'll cause many feet of wood above him to collapse i don't know and they're like no you're gonna die and he's like so be it but he thinks it'll kill them but then they because they're turtles both have armor on their back and they can swim I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Man, I love being a turtle. Did, have they actually said it before at that point? Uh, they must have said it in the first movie. Yeah, I can only speak for myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he does kind of take himself out. He just is so mad at them, he tries to go for a little murder-suicide to end the thing. I feel like that's sort of like, that's like a last resort as opposed to like a first resort, where it's like, hey, I'm way stronger than I was before. Maybe I'll try conventional fighting. <laughs> <laughs> But then, you know, he's certainly dead now. There's no way he's coming back. No, but who well, knows? Well, maybe yeah. in this timeline. Who knows what will happen if they, for some reason, end up in a different time. <laughs> um, what, I guess, just to, as a counterbalance, though, to what you just said a few minutes ago, Stephen, about the, the two good jokes you mentioned. Mm-hmm. The bulk of these jokes mm-hmm. are not even jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, 90% of their wisecracks... Mm-hmm. Don't make any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. So many things that they say mm-hmm. are just are just just insane. It sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like a person who doesn't understand English is trying to make a joke. Mm-hmm. And even the closing line isn't funny at all. And then Splinter says, "I made a funny again." Like he laughs at his own joke really hard, and it's not a, a good joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess my response is "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
that's, no, okay. That's I, I listed first off three good jokes, and those were the only good jokes. Yeah, but there were moments. Out of a, a movie that's like every line is trying to but be But also, joke. I, I mean, I saw this when I was like five or six years old. So like even like the, stu- the Schwarzenegger joke that isn't a joke. It's just a reference to his last name. Yeah, isn't it hard to spell? Uh, you know, you're five years old. You find that amusing. I'm not saying I like this as a 32-year-old person who is sad <laughs> i know i'm i agree with you i like like i said before i am the one who has changed the movie has stayed exactly the same the, okay. and i loved it the first time the, yeah we're on common ground then i think we are fuck you <laughs> uh uh does anybody have any other concerns that you want to get oh i have one more concern i want to say uh before we move on which is that um the sexual frustration they must be feeling this whole movie is concerning to me I I, pick up on their <laughs> relationship with april is concerning to me should we it's get crazy. into they, April concerns? True. Yeah, please. Let's talk about April. Yeah. Why don't we have the uh, the one woman on the show talk about the I only woman in the movie? The April about, of the like... group. Well, see, here's yeah, the thing. When true. I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid though, and I, I had like friends who were boys. I yeah. seriously, I always was April when we played. This is Mutant my wife Charles. has my wife is so mad about TMNT because the yeah. boys she hung out with always made they her always be April. April. She complains about this every chance she gets. And I have red hair, so it was like, well, my destiny has oh. been set. But, yeah. I mean, so April on, on also, paper, Also, you used though, to be played by a different person. Yeah, I used to be a different woman. Um, <laughs> April should be a cooler character than I think she is in this movie. Like, she's like a savvy newscaster woman. There's some, like, Beauty and the Beast-style shenanigans in the first one, I remember, when she, like, yeah. encounters all these creatures and decides to become their liaison to the world of humans. But in yes. this movie, she is just, like, they're, like put upon mom who keeps being like clean up your pizza and like when are you gonna get a job and but they still like sexually harass her yes and everyone sexually harasses her yeah that i that was actually not great that was one of the things i picked up on more on this viewing and maybe the weinstein effect moment that but like i really really picked it's hard to watch this movie Mm. because of all that now uh, so say more about where that was coming in and what was what was happening. Do you mean that at her office? Yeah, like do at her mean... office, they're all, they're like yeah. they're like stop trying to do hard news stories. Do the story about swimsuits. And, they, oh yeah, yeah. Well, they I, keep just like trying to get when, rid of the puff like pieces, the... and she wants to be a real journalist. Well, yeah, and it's ridiculous because um, yeah, like sh- like less than a year ago, she broke a giant news story about children stealing TVs and. Yeah. hanging out in a yeah, secret childhood boat, crime ring you know like she's done real journalistic work before in this series and she's it's obviously true. very wealthy because her apartment is gigantic oh it's yeah. so big but also she uh is the only reporter in new york like after the this these crimes happen she like is alone in her, like among the people at the on the scene who wants to talk to the chief of police like the new york times is not reporting on this giant wolf creature tearing down phone poles it's the whole city of new york is relying on april o'neill to cover every story so her boss really should let her do the real news yeah and she's like like i said earlier at the end of the movie they show her reading a story as the anchor too so it's yeah like, there's what a little confusion she... as to what the job is uh-huh. yeah but somehow she's still like lowly enough where her boss can be like stick to women's work yeah. I don't know. It's just confusing. But, I just feel like she gets the real like short end of it in this movie. 
as yeah but she's she is so cool why doesn't yeah why isn't it just pushed a little further to make her like actually important or cool yeah or any but also rela- if she's so cool this, why didn't you want to play her uh, because when you're younger and you want to be like one of the turtles who has a weapon and gets to like run around and fight yeah. that's true like, you don't want to be reporting uh, from yeah. the sidelines it's it's taking, taking a... the option away is the frustrating part when you're a kid yes right right uh they added a fifth uh, turtle, who's a female turtle in the live action TV show that's a continuation of the movie series. Did they really? Yeah, Venus de Milo, I think. That's, you, this sounds like <laughs> yeah, a lie. No it's, no, it's not. There's no female yeah. artist. <laughs> artist so, so that's to be one that's created <laughs> yeah. by a man. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Also, Come on. She doesn't even have any arms, man. I'm fact checking myself right you now. You should I mean, for sure fact check that. How uh, great would it have been if, like, that scene when uh, April is like, oh, yeah, these are my chucks. If she had just busted out some sick fucking nunchuck skills, you know? Uh, oh, like, and, yeah. But, yeah, that, and that, that whole exchange with, with Kino when she's like, he's like, hey, I've delivered pizza, pizza before and you're famous. I can come into your oh, house. Oh, yeah. yeah. What the hell was up with that? He just, like, walked yeah. in. Rude. It's, it, and was like, I'm, I'm looking around in case you're hiding something. And instead of being like, whoa, dude, get out of my million-dollar apartment, she's like, uh yeah, let me explain myself to you. Well, thankfully yeah. I have four ninjas in this house that aren't going to be found out in a very obvious way. <laughs> That's the fucking... okay. That is actually my biggest concern: is that these four ninjas have no sneak to them at all. They're no. bad ninjas. They are so terrible at one quarter of their name. They're not useful in the ninja world. They fight, I guess, but they're like there's no sneak to them. Everywhere they go, they're bumbling fucking idiots. The the reason I love that scene though, that that part of it though, like so there's a there's a part where like uh one of them is just like hiding behind uh I guess this little like I don't know what you call it, like it's like the like little, little room like, divider partition things. Yeah. Uh and like his foot's uh, sticking out. And like uh the pizza delivery guy, Kino, he just like stomps on the foot. Uh, which I like. I like the stomp first, ask questions later kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, In case that was like a million dollar vase that you just broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just stomp it out, man. You never know. Uh, better to stomp it and not have it. Um, the uh, <laughs> it's but, your but, solution yeah. to everything. <laughs> I can't imagine what your house looks like if your solution is like we might as well just have and also break everything we see just in case we ever need or want to break it. You know, it's a lot of stepped-on tuxedos. It really is. Um, but uh, but it reminds me though uh, um, of the uh, the Turtles in Time uh, Super Nintendo game that I used to play uh, with my friend Julian. Yeah, and, uh, that game is so uh, good. Yeah, so there's there's one part basically like I think when you're in the sewers and there's like uh, some bad guys uh, that are like dropping some like the spiky, um, um, I guess spiky uh, like little mines. And if you don't like get out of the way fast enough or jump off your surfboard, you get, like start like hopping up and grabbing your foot yeah. uh, in the same way. And it just anyway, it was Ow, a great, great sense memory. <laughs> yeah, Ow, my toe. And then sometimes it was pizza time also, and that was great when it was pizza time, guys. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. weird. Venus de Milo, the forgotten female Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It's pretty weird. Her chest, like a yellow chest plate, has more breast type on it. It's guys. Google this. <laughs> I can't. I can't do any justice. Also, it looks like her blue face mask is also a braid. Yeah. So she's got like blue hair. It's like a light blue. This is confusing, man. I would think if you were a uh, a uh, a female turtle, you would look similar to male turtles. I don't. Uh... Well, okay. One of these pictures is straight up a lizard. I, th- I think I know the difference between a lizard. And a lizard. <laughs> 
<laughs> wait a second. Are you trying to trick me, Internet? This looks like a lizard. Actually, wait. In the cartoon, it looks like they actually have hair? It doesn't make sense either. No. I can't make heads or tails of this whole situation, guys. Yeah, this is pretty weird. Hmm. And it is, it is very uh, upsetting that she's not an artist's name. That's like the one thing you had to do. Yeah, but I guess it's like on theme and there aren't famous female renaissance artists. I, okay, okay. But yeah, but you could have stuck with like either like artists or the, like the renaissance. Ninja Turtle, yeah. Georgia O'Keeffe. Yeah, Georgia O'Keeffe would have been a dope name for the female turtle. That would have been so cool. <laughs> that would have been awesome. All right, all right. We got to stop describing images and uh, move on. Great call. <laughs> this episode of Read and Weep is brought to you by Amazon.com. That's right. Every time you shop on Amazon, just go to Amazon.com and it'll redirect you in our surely not against their rules uh, way of having a, an affiliate link. So, Aminazon, A-M-I-N-A-Z-O-N, Aminazon. Anyway, so go to Aminazon, and, and it just looks like normal Amazon. It is normal Amazon. You just buy stuff from them, and we just get a small percentage. So just, you, you know, um, I know a couple people have told us that they set that as their little Amazon link on their, on their toolbar, so it's just easy. You never think about it, and we get a tiny fraction of their money that Amazon is taking from you. So it's like, it's sort of like those box, top, box tops for education where when you buy cereal you can help schools except we're not as important but it's easier it's like that so uh, amazon.com this is a terrible ad amazon.com keeps us floating down the tracks all right and now it's time for a lightning bonus round oh god lightning bonus round Th- these two turtles had a baby together and there's a baby turtle baby mutant mut- these are teenagers having baby. This is I can't. Oh what man! Are, what side are you on? Photos. Get off that site. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I get, leave Steven right now. Steven just Alex. turned it towards me. <laughs> Some erotic fan fiction, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh wow! Actually, that one's kind of beautiful. That one is a little. Those bit. two turtles love They're each other. They're clearly in love. Though, according to a Wikipedia article, though Venus, there were hints of a romantic relationship for Raphael or. Leonardo. So yes, this uh, hand-drawn picture is technically and canon. She is. This, I'm. I'm worried that you. The five of them is going to end in a weird it orgy. Uh, oh yeah. Trying to get them all. You know that's ladies' special mm-hmm. power after all. <laughs> <laughs> it's uniting the group. Yeah. There's only um, one okay, way so to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for lightning bonus round, you guys. We're going in the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. This is our mini game segment where we talk about things that are inspired by but not necessarily about the movie. Uh, my first question for you today. Unlike the rest of the show, we're really on point the whole time. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't have to. I, I know it's wrong, Ezra. <laughs> uh, I don't need to blow up this spot. Sorry. Anyway, that, that's why I said it with such enthusiasm. Um, I'm just uh, creeped out by this, these images. We should Stop never... Stop looking, Alex. Should, <laughs> it's Steven. He did it. <laughs> it's weird doing the same room. Um, so uh, my first question for you guys is, what what do we put ooze on next? Oh, like I want this, the pizza. You want super pizza? You want muscly fighting pizza? I don't know what's gonna what's going to do, but I want to see it. I mean, it might just get big, they, right? The dandelions just got big. They didn't like become. Oh right, I forgot about the like, super big. Alive yeah, and punchy, they just got yeah. big. 
Not in the not during screen time, at least. Yeah. You just want big pizza. You Have know, you ever? I know what I want. Wait, Ezra, I, I can solve your problem though. Right. Next time, just order an extra large. <laughs> you always want more though. I'm just with more for the muscles. record. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how about this, guys? You you put it on uh, vanilla ice, but everything but his shoulder pads, so it just evens out. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a pretty solid idea. I would like to see super vanilla ice. <laughs> Uh, I guess would that, would that just be French vanilla ice? Is it the best vanilla ice? I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, I, what I hate is plain ice. That one doesn't taste nearly as good. I, um, I think we slow should churn? put some ooze yeah. on uh, some older turtles. You know, yeah, oh, stop giving it to the adult teachers. mutant. Yeah. Give a give adult some, mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, give some moves to one of those like a hundred year old sea turtles who's seen some shit, knows how to use his powers <laughs> and responsibilities. You know? Oh, I'm so into this. Yeah, yeah. I. What is their story? What, yeah. what can they tell us? You've seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about it. I'm I'm interested in that for sure. I. It is weird that they turn into like now the that dandelion thing is throwing me off because it seemed like with uh, taco truck and razor scooter they just um, became punchy from day one. Well, he says like he made them dumb, right? That, that's another thing about why that yeah. scientist yeah, right. he's, is he's so a different ooze. That oh, scientist right. is a fucking monster. He's just out there playing god all willy nilly. Doesn't give a <laughs> shit. But yeah, he purposely he, made them like less intelligent than he could. Also, in the when they were working on the anti ooze, they spilled the turtle spilled some pizza in it, and it didn't affect anything. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I thought they were going to be or, like half pizza, like centaur yeah, style, but like it's a crust instead of a horse. There's like pizza as a hot space balls. It's, it's just it's it's the legs the legs of a turtle, but the top half <laughs> but the top of, half a pizza. Is of pizza. But also. I, the ooze didn't really very faithfully transform Taco Truck and Razor Scooter either, because when you see them at no. the club and they're so cute, it's like a husky puppy, and yeah. it's like a, like somehow Aww. he became a giant hairy, I don't know what, not a wolf. Yeah, yeah, Henson creation. Yeah, not a wolf. Yeah, it was unclear what they really were, but he also had like. A chest plate. Didn't also the snapping turtle had like a chest plate yeah, where they hit like it and it was really hard? Yeah. That's the soft him. part of the turtle. That's the whole point of a turtle is that their back is strong and their underbelly is ticklish. Yep, that's the whole Alex point is of shaking a shaking with rage right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying. I just, why are you crying about this? People, it's okay. I know it's the soft part of the turtle. It's okay. You don't need to be so upset, Alex. So hard. I I cry every time during lightning bonus round, but it's the first time someone's ever noticed. Wait, I love the idea that Alex is just enraged by all the things that like are soft in canon, but but are not soft in like actual like like. Hey guys, let's just talk about like the middle part of the Oreo, which is just rock hard. It's supposed to be soft. What's with that baby's head from the Incredible being all sewed? You know, that should have been a soft baby head. I was just, it was just so beautiful to think about a turtle and how they're designed to have a strong exterior but a soft ticklish underbelly like who they really are in real life and then they took that away from me. It's this ooze ruins lives. I don't want to put it on anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this bit where you said I was crying is almost making me cry. Like, I, I, feel, <laughs> so I feel like I'm actually You're sad. Really but this. You're like, oh man. 
God, it's I'm a, very it, susceptible to. It's a it's a really powerful way of trolling somebody, <laughs> but like taking like an opinion they barely have and then telling oh them because then you have to sort of double down yeah. on it or yeah. like totally let go of it. So. Yeah, well, I think Man. I think actually just the phrase I'm not no I'm not crying. I think that honestly like that's like enough sense memory to like oh yeah like I'm not crying guys shut up. Every time yeah. you say you're not crying, you're definitely crying. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm wrecked. Uh, <laughs> Lightning uh, bonus round. Lightning bonus <laughs> round. Uh, Anthony, you mentioned how much this meant to you as a kid, and I uh, I know that you're you have, you have a relatively famous uh, joke about the the turtles, um, which we'll link to on our website, uh, readthisweek.com. And uh, but I uh, I want everyone to talk about like how how this what this what this group means to you because my understanding is the Teenage Mutant Turtles as a creation for the comic books was sort of making fun of comic books yes and we as kids in the in the early 90s did not that wasn't the thing we loved about it presumably so what is it about the series that speaks to us and uh like Anthony as an adult I guess I'll start with you so as an adult has that I, tell us about what it meant to you as a kid and as an adult does that is it better or worse well I mean at like Certainly, it's it's been the type of thing where I haven't like kept up with it. That I haven't. I've only seen terrible total related things as I've become an adult. You know, like right. I'm not like I've heard like some of like the animated shows or some comic book stuff is good, but like apparently all I see is garbage. Like I just look at modern kids and I'm like, you're like my totals got rough. Your totals have always sucked. Uh, <laughs> like if anything, it just bums me out that like all they have is like because like what essentially like what I really have always liked about the totals is that like they're um, you know like it's it's a it's a fun power fantasy for kids while also like it has the a long list of cons that you have to like, like buy into right like to uh, to think yeah. that it's cool you have to be willing to accept to be like radically different never fitting in anywhere not having like anyone besides your close family and, like, belief system to give you something. Like, there's a lot of, like, co- bad sides to being a, a total. And I think that's, like... Yeah, they they can't go outside during the day. Yeah. Uh, you're, like, they, they never eat vegetables, so they're riddled with uh, <laughs> a scurvy. You, and, you have, like, a weird uh, father figure who, like, loves you, but, like, he's not really your dad, and he's never gonna, like... And he, he was also clearly disappointed in you most of yeah, the time. I mean, there, there's, like, there's a very interesting, I, I think, dynamic that you don't get with a lot of other hero groups, right? Like, X-Men is kind of similar in the sense that you have to be willing to, like, be criticized and hated and feared by, like, a general public sort of sense, right? Uh, also, they're, like, they are teenagers, so they're also, like not that smart they're temperamental yes um they are like always worried about fitting in yeah. right and that's you know, there's, why there's a lot of... when we did the samurai pizza cats uh episode of this uh, one of the things yeah. i said why i like why the teenage mutant turtles the best teenage mutant turtle stories are always like kind of like what my joke says they the stories that deal with these characters who at all one time are dealing with the fact that they're teenagers they're mutants they're ninjas and they're turtles right like all four yeah. of those things are like are there and they all add something to it it's not like the samurai pizza cats when it's like like this is a samurai problem but it's nothing to do with you being a pizza or a cat you know like it just doesn't <laughs> that doesn't so make the sense. legs are the legs of a cat yeah. and then the top half is a pizza yeah exactly yeah the samurai pizza cats were like we just are cats that work in a pizza shop and everything is fine and sometimes we fight there's no element of them not fitting in or having difficulties yeah exactly 
Also, as you point out in your joke, um, the mutant thing is sort of a metaphor for what it means to be a teenager. Yes. It's very it's, oh. yeah. There's, there's a lot of layer to that. Your yeah, your 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 body is changing from a small turtle into a big turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're constantly horny for the news reporter who's letting you live in her house. Now, Stephen, <laughs> or for a future <laughs> female turtle. <laughs> Stephen, when you were hitting puberty, did you still love being a turtle? Uh, well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> Man, I love being a turtle. <laughs> I was gonna not was, do it. I was wondering if it was a different one that time. <laughs> <laughs> Alex was looking at me with such expectation. Well, I mean, you had set up yourself for this very difficult joke. Do you finish the, the same I, one, or I, do you say, yeah. like I've said it before, I said it again, being a teenager is really hard. And the worst <laughs> part of it was that I was a turtle and I couldn't really handle that. Yeah, Play that well, super cut, and then we'd have to do the super cut. <laughs> Fortunately, you didn't say that, so you don't have to. Oh, thank God! But that um, is a much better. Joke. I, I can say for me, for turtles, they meant almost nothing to me. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> not not they, like not in like a like a like like you'd mean nothing to no, but just like they didn't, they, they weren't my thing. Like just, wait I wait. Didn't. So as a kid, you didn't do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression whenever you said that. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Uh, I wish <laughs> it means I, I nothing to me. Uh, I wish I had, like no. So I mean, that's, this is what I was consuming. Like in, in these, like during these early years, it was very light on a lot of things that were not PBS. Uh, and I don't remember Turtles ever being uh, on PBS, and so I did not watch Turtles. Uh, I definitely watched the movies. Uh, I remember loving these movies, and there was definitely some joy in revisiting them for how much I liked them. And these were like these were like sleepover party movies. Yeah, t- exactly. And uh, it was really delightful. But also, um, when I was, uh, and I, remember, I definitely watched all the cartoons because I watched a lot of the cartoons because I remember Krang, and Krang is not in the movies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But and I could not tell you why. I just know that Krang is a brain with legs in a bubble. I think he's in a a man like oh, a mech suit. It's a yeah, mech yeah. suit. Like a, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the guys wearing it. like yellow overalls or something. Yeah. Man, but so I remember that vaguely. So I definitely watched the cartoons. But the, the like the way that I feel like this was like an integral into my life is that I remember when I was like uh, t-ball age, whatever age that is, six, eight. When do you play t-ball? You're Ten? looking at the wrong Ezra, guy. Whenever you, you want. Kid. Okay, so <laughs> I, t-ball. I was twenty-eight, anyway, when I was but a, I was a ringer. I was. <laughs> All star every year. Yeah. It's weird. You were so good in that league. Yeah, <laughs> those kids didn't stand a chance. Uh, but I got I got hit by a car, uh, oh, and yeah. I was in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. And the nurse was like, you know, in that standard like keep him talking or he'll fall asleep and die. Uh, she was like, uh, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? And uh, I said Leonardo because he's the leader. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> my most, my, the only memory of that whole time was like, why'd you go ahead and die? <laughs> disappointing this lady, this medic. <laughs> so weird. She probably didn't uh, like, remember which one it was. Honestly, like that could be true. I can't. I can't I, tell. My the memory, art. though, in my memory, the reason why she said that was because that was like a real basic answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she expected you to say like sure. Michelangelo, so she could like make some surfer jokes with you. Yeah, just sure, like who's, yeah. who's your favorite X Men? Cyclops? Yeah, right, little kids, shut up. Yeah, yeah like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, that actually, uh, uh, while we're talking about what they meant to us, yeah. like for me, it was pure video games. Like it was oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the the one the 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 second one, which was on the original Nintendo, was just mm-hmm. such a good beat 'em up game, yeah. and then. Turtles in Time was great. I, yeah. I never owned that game, but I rented it like every weekend. I really played that game, and I did not think about it until you said how my toe 
Ow, my toe. Yeah, that really got me. Oh, man. That's a fun fact is I was playing Start a game crying again, Alex. my cat died. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you stepped on his thing there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. way more intense. Yeah, Ezra's review of that story, sadder than I wanted. <laughs> it was uh, sad. <laughs> yeah, it would have been an actual fun fact if you let me get it out. You want to reset? I also thought, yeah, I yeah. thought halfway through that you were going to say, that's when I got hit by a car was while I was playing a video game. <laughs> no, it's actually not a fun fact. It's very sad. But uh, I love that game. You just, even though it's tied integrally in your memory to your cat I can't dying. think about it without thinking about my cat that I had when I was a kid. But I still like the game. So it's a good game. What's so sad about it is the cat died because you didn't feed it for seven days because you were just playing video games. Yeah, and... well, I kept hitting it with my size. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Uh, you, would, yeah, you would not have scythes. Well, size. Scythes? Scythes? Not the Grim Reaper thing. Yeah, no. Not no. a scythe. A scythe. 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 But a scythe. I can't do it. Scythe. Anyway. It's pronounced uh, toka. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, besides the kids making you be the girl, did anything bad happen to you while you were, uh, that is related to your growing up with the turtles? No, I mean, I actually didn't really interact much with this property as a kid. I don't remember seeing these movies as a kid. Um, oh, and I didn't really watch that much TV as a child either, so I kind of straight up missed this. Like, I was aware of it just as a thing in the world, but it wasn't something I ever really, like, interacted with. Um, and I so just have one older sister. Well, no, I think I've seen this before, but I couldn't tell you, like, when or why. But you thought for almost a third of the movie that it was Turtles in Time. Yes. So obviously you're <laughs> not I that Because I saw that one more it. recently, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but well, yeah, because it's the third one. Wait, yeah. why did you see Teen- Turtles in Time more recently? I don't remember. I think I saw it in like I think the last time I watched it was in like high school or something. You just on a big time travel kick, just watching. Yeah, Luke you Blue know. And Prime, no, I feel like uh, it was Turtles just like someone's dumb party, and you were like, "Let's watch a childhood favorite movie," and we watched Teenage Mutant. I'm Ninja so Turtles. excited to hear the the Flophouse talk about Turtles in Time that I'm definitely going to watch that first and then and then listen to that for the conclusion of Podcrawl. I couldn't tell um, you what happens in it, just yeah. that they travel in time. I thought they became cowboys. Oh, you know what? I remember very distinctly uh, one of them falls on his back and he says, help, I'm a turtle and I can't get up, right? Yes, that happens in that. It also, even as an- another thing like, as a kid, like the way this mo- the, the sequel, this one was like, oh, you, you're doing this now? It kind of turned me off a little bit. The third one, when I saw that, and it introduced, like, it has, like, magic time travel. Like, not like a time machine. <laughs> it's like a random thing they touch, and it just sends uh, them back in time. And even as a kid, I was yeah. like, that's bullshit. That's not just, for Considering this is a, a franchise that had a lot of cartoons and comic books yeah. to draw off of for storylines, it really feels like they phoned in the second and third movies. Yeah, and could, me and my wife were talking about this. Could you imagine what, like, Jim Henson's Krang would have looked like? How cool of a puppet that would have been. Yeah. Like, it's such a shame that they didn't go for that, like... It's such a shame that they killed him worth the second movie. Yeah. I can't talk about that. If you want me to cry on a podcast, we're going to keep talking about Jim Henson. So let's move on. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. We're going to move on anyway. That's the end of Lightning Bonus Round. Can Secret of the Ooze just be the episode where everyone cries? 
Weeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very special episode of Read and Weep. Um, uh, if you want to uh, ask us questions or play games along with us for upcoming episodes of the podcast, go to readweepcom slash next to see all of our upcoming topics as far out as we have them planned, which is usually at least one. Um, anyway, uh, now it's time for a minor compliment. we got to wrap up. Everyone's going to say one more nice thing about the movie. So as we're going to go in reverse order, you're up first. What's your last compliment for TMNT2, Secret of the Ooze? Um, well, okay, so I, I, I really did like sort of the super shredder moment because that was another one of the things where it's like i had been aware of this property in ways that like i wasn't fully aware of if that makes sense like like playing the games a bunch of times at my friend's house and like just like it was like oh wait yeah super shredder um like i just had forgot that that it's, it's nice whenever you think like it's over but it's not over and it gets worse uh, i wish he had done more than just try to collapse a dock um yeah it's like presumably like oh just ready and just like on the top of it and just like oh no this is getting worse for me um <laughs> i imagine every as, ready, as far as i know um uh, I, I think he was very specific that he was on the dock of a bay not of a gross river well uh that was the first song did you just most... only hear the first two words of the song did you only hear the first verse and there are other verses where he's on a gross river alex oh man you got me there yeah yeah, listen. I don't other. know if you're telling the truth or not. I must have only listened to that one verse. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, actually, you know, I, to give it its due, the 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 moment, like from what they've set up with the ooze, and it's, it's too bad there's no crying. But like, we got this ooze thing, and Shredder's vanquished, but he drinks the ooze and becomes Super Shredder as a cliffhanger ending for a trilogy. Movie. That's pretty badass. Yeah, agreed. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, um, and yeah, just right, I like how Shredder crumb. looks overall. Just Shredder, Shredder's cool. Yeah, he makes no sense. But I still like him. Yeah, his plan for world domination slash a good business empire, whatever he's trying to accomplish, he's terrible at it. Uh, Well, he says, I'm sorry. (laughs) He says... Steven is literally shaking. (laughs) I just need need to say something. This movie is a a basic revenge story. This is not about world domination. All he wants is revenge on the turtles. It's a very... He almost... (laughs) They almost killed him in a garbage truck, which is pretty bad. That is yeah. both insult and injury and stank at the same time. So I, I hear you. Uh, but, like, and here's the thing. We, if he thought, like, okay, I can't beat the turtles alone. I'm going to get these two babies to beat them. Why not just team up with the babies <laughs> at the same time, right? Like, yeah, the three or, surely is enough. Or, or the, In the construction site with 2,000 foot clan around, just they're like, yeah, sure, we'll watch you. You can feed him a donut, whatever you want. God, God. They're not, like, fighting at the same time. Bad teamwork all around. Anyway, I'm off. I'm done. All right. Uh, my minor compliment is, um, uh, well, we talk a lot about the weapons not being used, and uh, my, f- I, I like them as a spread of weapons. They're a fun group of weapons to have, uh, and that was like one of the things as a kid to like, which one do you want? Is which which weapon would be fun to have? Um, but I learned this fun fact uh, about the weapons, which is that um, this movie, this, this particular film, was censored in the UK because nunchucks are a forbidden weapon, and you can't show them in movies in the I UK. I want them even more now. I know, uh, but here's the thing: he doesn't use the nunchucks, but they still had to censor that opening fight because Michelangelo uses sausage links as if they were nunchucks, and they censored that. Wow! I don't want to give the kids that. He was censored for fake sausage weapons. Well, <laughs> that so is like, incredible. Sort of like two fakes make a make a real weapon, right? So they're fake sausages, and they're using them as nunchucks. So that's basically real nunchucks. I'm so glad you're not in charge of things. <laughs> I mean, I, I do love 
I've always loved like whatever the fuck that store is at the beginning of this movie because it's like yeah. a it's like a, a toy store slash deli. It just it makes no, no sense. It's so weird. It's, it's the, so perfect for like getting a child's attention yeah. at the start of. It's how there's like sometimes there's like a Starbucks in a Target. Yeah, it's like you always put a deli in the, your Toys R Us. Yeah, back in the day, it's New York. There's sausage everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, where does that leave us? Uh, Steven. Minor compliment. Uh, yeah. I already used my material. Uh, oh, good. Well, you used my minor compliment, I too. I know. So we're even. Um, <laughs> I guess if I have one more nice thing to say about this movie. Oh, you know, actually, uh, I'll spin this into a compliment as I'm saying it. Uh, when I was, uh, <laughs> a, a kid, uh, I took karate classes. Oh. Um, and partly inspired uh, you know, because of this this type of uh, movie and the, yeah. the Ninja Turtles was definitely an influence there. But I remember uh, there was uh, one of the instructors at the karate dojo I was at uh, in uh, Virginia when I lived there for a year uh, played a foot soldier Ooh. in one of these movies. Yeah, they probably had to hire every dorky dojo owner in New York <laughs> to be a, a foot clan member. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> The laziest compliment spin is just to say thank you at the end of whatever your sentence was. Thank you. But because there's five of us and the show is going long, we have to accept it. Sarah, you're up. Minor compliment. I thought those big dandelions were cool. Oh, they yeah. were cool. They were. Yeah. yeah I think someone. All right. And Anthony. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And Anthony, your minor compliment uh, for Team NT2. Uh, I want to give my minor compliment. I want to just say... Uh, the like keyboard synth song that opens this movie, I had like a Pavlovian uh, response to that uh, in yeah. a way that I had not had with a, a ki- uh, any movie in quite a while. Like the second that music started, that like synth thing, uh, I was like, oh my god, yes, I remember this. I remember exactly how this goes. And I've been humming that tune in my head for the last like two days. Uh, I've been similarly humming that tune where uh, one of them uh, kills uh, somebody by turning up the speaker really loudly and playing the keytar on max volume and it explodes the speaker at somebody. I've been humming that song. Yeah, yeah. Was that like a trope in like eighties, nineties? <laughs> More depths in the in the eighties and nineties uh, by speakers than anything else. We we didn't have the quality craftsmanship that we have now with all of our with our Bose products. Back then, it was just really instant exploding. Yeah, people rarely die. <laughs> yeah. uh, what happened to Leonard Skinner? Generally, yeah, <laughs> it just exploded and knocked the uh, knocked the plane part. right out of the air. Yeah. Um, well, I think that probably would make somebody cry, right? If we hadn't done it yet, if none of the other things we've talked about was too sad. If you're the kind of person who doesn't cry at Steven's cat or my opinions or where the wild <laughs> things are, but you're really into Skinner, we finally got you. Uh, oh, or Henson. That was in there, too. All right. Uh, let's stop there. That is it for our show, you guys. What a great, great capper. Well, <laughs> well, it's, like, you gotta... it's like you always say. <laughs> yep. Always end on talking about the things that made you sad. <laughs> Play that supercut. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to be back again next week. Next week, we have kind of a we're going to do a, a weird sort of bonus episode, which is that I'm on the road, and so uh, I'm going to uh, doing this festival with a couple of other comics, and I'm going to gather them together, uh, and because we're all hanging out in Seattle for this competition, I'm going to make all the content the comics in the competition watch Sleepless in Seattle. So we're going to do a oh special episode of hanging out with uh, comedians. We'll hopefully record on a houseboat if I can make that work. Oh. That's my... Those, you can Airbnb that and find that. I bet I could. That, I, that I will, I will actively... That there that they filmed it on. I don't know if I can get that one, but I'd like, I'll find one. Yeah, I don't know if I have that money. I don't have Tom I... Hanks money, but we'll see. Did you know you can rent hot tub boats? Huh. Like, so the hot tub floats in the water? Yeah. And you just go out on South Lake Union right there? Um, I mean, couldn't you just put an above-ground, like, inflatable pool, like, fill it up with hot water and just put that on other water? It's like a hot tub boat. Yeah. Or if you put your hot tub boat <laughs> in a pool, but that pool was the was on the deck of a cruise ship. Oh, wow. This is, this is like, this is, this is levels of water. Boat, boat water all the way down. I don't know. Um... I didn't know Turtles that, all the way down. Know. Yeah, we. If I had a waterproof recording setup and there was a movie about hot tub boats, I would, I would do that. Uh, I'll get back to you. All right, uh, so that's next week. Uh, make sure, though, in the meantime, that you check out uh, the first and third episodes of the Podcrawl by going to podcrawl.space. Check out TBTL reviews TMNT uh, for the first episode and the Flophouse reviewing uh, Turtles in Time. And we really thank those shows for working with us in this, the laziest crossover possible. And we, I, uh, uh, Podcrawl is one of my favorite times of year, so uh, podcrawl.space. And thanks, everybody. Also, all the shows that we talked to in uh, Crossovember. It's been really fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so th- and also, thanks for being here at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thank you for having me. At Ezra Fox. Yep. At Sarah Hathaway. Hey, thanks. This was fun. It was so fun. This is such a great group in our like uh, of our two most frequent guests and both hosts at the same time. Co-hosts, same time. What a great group! Hey, and I'm... at Carter Street Forty Two. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Thanks for having me on your show. Alex. You have said that before. Uh, sorry, Sarah. I cut you off to with that last outro. Oh, I was just gonna say. I don't know about you guys, but I'm doing the Ninja Rap dance right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Go, go, ninja, ninja, go, go, ninja, go, Ninja, go. Go, Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everyone next week. Goodbye. Don't you remember I told you?